Good afternoon, friends and family. Welcome to Painting Pictures, the podcast with me, Gabriel Roberts, and my ideas and my fears and my deepest desires and my cookies, which are in the oven right now. <laughs> so when you hear the beep, that means this intro is over and I'm going to be taking cookies out of the oven and I'm going to be hoping that they're magic. I, I've gotten off of chocolate chip cookies and on to oatmeal raisin cookies. And I think that it's a better cookie than chocolate chip. And today I returned to the chocolate chip cookie um, with an open mind and, and an open heart and hoping, you know, that it shows me something. <laughs> shows me a little something because if it doesn't, uh, I'm probably going to just keep making oatmeal raisin cookies for a while. Today I'm going to share with you a short uh, rant about art. It's 22 minutes long, and it's sort of the genesis of what I did uh, on stage last weekend at the Blue Sage when I opened for Kai Burt and did about a half hour of, of stand-up comedy. This audio clip is actually, I think, better, <laughs> but I uh, couldn't just get up there and pull out my phone and press play. Had to had to try to do it a lot, do it live. It was an interesting experience. It was a very good experience. It made me want to do it again. Thank you to everybody that came out to the show. I think it was a fun show, and uh, I think it was interesting to see how comedy and music combined. I'm not totally sure if it's the optimal combination, but I think people seem to like it. It's kind of an interesting way to start the evening to sit back and listen to some comedy and then and then get into some music. Uh, for myself, I, I think I learned hmm, I, uh, I learned that I, I could have planned it out a little bit better. I think I could have rehearsed it a little bit better. I was um, well, it was one, I was lazy and I didn't spend a whole lot of time preparing. but two, I was also concerned that if I prepared too much that the routine would sound stilted. Um, so, but I ended up finding myself wishing that I had a little bit better of a framework laid down or that I had done something totally off the cuff. Um, but I think in this situation, it, it was important that I had some sort of direction to what I was doing. Hopefully in the future, I'll be able to do some comedy where, uh, you know, anything goes sort of a thing and people don't, aren't expecting anything cohesive. And in that situation, totally improvised, I think is the way to go. Anyway, uh, had a lot of fun and I'm going to post a video of that. Um, so you can listen to this audio and then go watch the video and kind of see how the two compare. Um, the video it depends on I don't know if it's going to be up when you hear this, but when it when it does go up, I'm going to make a separate post on the website in the blog section for the video. So uh, it it will definitely be up this week, which is the last weekend last week of April. Um, if it's not up at the time of this podcast posting, it will be up within a day or two. So you can check that out. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Gabriel Roberts. This is the Painting Pictures podcast. <laughs> 
And um, if you have any questions for me or you want to learn more about the podcast, the website is GabeRobertsArt.com. And the email address is GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. It's a beautiful day here in Paonia. Just absolutely gorgeous. And the sun is out. We've had some moisture, some precipitation, precipitation, palpitation, precipitation. (laughs) Coming down, bringing us that sweet, juicy goodness. Speaking of juicy goodness, I finally moved the dead bird that was lying on my lawn, back lawn for the past couple of weeks. And what did I find underneath it? <laughs> what do you think I found? Um, something. <laughs> something was there. Somebody else knew, noticed, besides me, the dead bird on the lawn, even though it was a small dead bird. Uh, well, I found a, 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 th- a thriving, teeming... Um, Mm, what's another really good word for that? Uh, well, teeming is pretty good. Thriving, teeming, uh, bursting, um, vibrating, uh, pile of maggots, which I believe are baby flies. Oh, uh, real gross. Yeah, really gross, really gross. Uh, wriggling wriggling yes it was wriggling and um so i took their food away uh they'd gotten most of the way through it <laughs> it was sort of like a like a gag a fake bird that was just like hiding their home because there wasn't much of the bird left they'd eaten it all so i hope you enjoyed your meal maggots i hope you find something else to eat that is outside of my house and um Sorry, little baby bird, I didn't give you a proper burial. That's my time, folks. Yeah, really, really nice. A timer and timer sound. That's something we all really enjoy. I'm going to go check those cookies. Uh, You take a listen to me ranting about art. Thanks very much. I want to give you all a piece of advice for interacting with artists because no doubt you're going to run across an artist or two being in Paonia. And you may even run across a painter or two. And I, I want to give you four words to never, ever say to a painter. And those four words are, you should paint that. Don't say that, please. Please don't say that, ever. Um, I've had that said to me a number of times, and it's sort of like if you were a baker, and anytime anybody had an idea about some kind of baked good, they would go up to you and say, hey, you're a baker, um, you should bake this. <laughs> Except it's a little different because uh, making a painting, well, it's slightly more complex than baking something. And there's a slightly larger gap between the concept of a painting and the execution of a painting. And the idea is that as an artist, I'm, I'm just wandering around listlessly, uh, hoping that somebody will give me an idea what to paint. Because I just don't know what to paint. I, I don't have my own ideas. And 
you know, I look around and I don't see any, sometimes I don't see anything cool. And then, um, and then someone sees something cool. And so they, they need to tell me. So <laughs> if you see a nice sunset, you know, uh, take a picture of it and send it to me and say, Hey, you should paint this. That's really helpful because I'm really, I'm looking for, I'm looking for more inspiration. I'm, I'm blocked. I don't know what to paint. Um, so it's really helpful when people tell me what to paint. They'll also sometimes, um, people want to commission me, you know? Ooh, look, I can, can I commission you? And I feel like saying, no, no, you can't commission me. Look, look at all these paintings I have. Look at all these paintings I made. If you like them, buy one. I'm not your slave. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not automatically uh, eager to accept any offering of money as an artist. That's something that, that's an assumed aspect of being an artist. You're supposed to just, <laughs> do you have any money? Oh, you want to pay me for a painting? Um, gosh, $200? Uh, no, how about $175? Whoa, how about $150? Well, you, you can pay $150? And then people go, oh, sure, I, yeah, I will. I'm going to throw down $150 for this painting. And then they do, and then they carry themselves like Lorenzo de Medici for the rest of their lives. Like, ah, oh, yes, I, uh, I support the arts. You see that painting there on the wall? Yeah, well, let me tell you a story about that. Oh, a really friendly little artist chap. Painted that? Oh, I bought it from him. I said, artist, chap, I'll take it. And yeah, I just shelled out that money. And I, because I, you know, I like to support, I like to support the poor, starving artists. I don't really, um, try not to take that kind of support. I'm trying not to be eager to accept that kind of support. But unfortunately, uh, there's so many artists that are. They, they kind of fall into two categories. There's the artists that just get driven into the ground and their prices get driven into the ground. And they make the type of art that people want to buy. The average people that don't think they know anything about art want to buy. And this might be a picture of a mountain with a tree next to it. Or maybe a picture of a beach with a sun setting on it. Huh? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? These are hot items, okay? These are hot ticket items. Or a drawing of a horse. Ooh, yes. A drawing of a horse where you really get the right, the shading right. And you can see the brights in the horse's eyes. Ooh, that's so good. Or even better, how about a drawing of a dog? Uh, people love dogs. So draw a pug. Make a drawing of a pug. And then... Everybody that has a pug will want to buy it. See? And and it doesn't really matter. It's just got to be kind of good drawing of a pug, just so it's different than a photograph of a pug. Okay? Because anyone can take a photograph of a pug. But if you could draw, make it into a drawing then, ooh, that's cool, because it's, like, got ink lines. And, like, ooh, it's got, like, shading. Ooh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's of a pug. Oh, let's get this for Charlie. Hey, Charlie's got a pug. Charlie has a pug. He'd love this. He'd love this. Gabe, you're an artist. Why don't you make drawings of pugs? And, and all different breeds of animals. You could draw, you could draw a pug. Uh, you could do drawings of those little, those tiny dogs, the Yorkshire Terriers. Oh, they're so cute. Make it, make a drawing of a Yorkshire Terrier. I know so many people, oh, that have Yorkies that would just, 
die to have a drawing of a Yorkie to put on their fridge. So that's 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 one kind of artist, and and the problem with being that kind of artist is you just have to fucking take it up the ass from everybody that wants something drawn or painted, and you become a shill. You become nothing. You have no identity. You do not care about the artwork that you're making, and all of a sudden. You're not making artwork anymore. You're just making pictures for people. And, and that's a sad road to go down, but it's a road that a lot of artists go down because what, what choice do they have? They gotta cater. They gotta cater to the audience. But when you cater to people like that and more and more people are drawing fucking pug pictures, it does it destroys the taste of America. If that's what is considered art, if that's what artists are doing is drawing pugs, then we're in trouble because that's what people are going to associate as art. And that's all they're going to see as art. And anything that isn't that, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I don't know. I don't, uh, why is there, why is there power line in that picture? I think the painting was great until he put that power line in there. And it totally ruined it. Why did he have to put the power line in there? I mean, why couldn't it just be a nice picture of a tree, a nice picture of a tree, um, with the house in front of it, you know, with the roof. I like the roof line. I really like the color of the roof. That's the color the roof is. It's that nice blue. I like that. That's the color my roof is. And then you got to put this power line in here. If you could just take out that power line, I, I'd give you 75 bucks for that painting. Most artists go, oh, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, they got the power line. I don't know what I was thinking. I'll, I'll take that out right now. I'll take that out right now. I'll take that out right now. Oh, sorry. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take that power line out for you. Yeah, what do you think now? What do you think? Uh, what do you think? You give me 75 bucks for it? 75 bucks? Oh, if you want to pay installments? That's fine. Oh, no, you don't have to pay it all at once. Oh, 50 bucks. Sure, I'll make a frame for it, too. I'll make a frame for it, too. I'll frame it up, and I'll mail it to you. I'll ship it to you. I'll ship it to you priority. I'll spend $25 on shipping. Uh, free charge. Free shipping. Free shipping. Just tell all your friends. Tell all your friends to buy more pictures, buy more paintings than I make. That's the kind of artist that a lot of people are. And it reinforces that concept of art, and it, it, it creates this, this whirlpool where, where taste and quality of art, the taste of the public and the quality of the art being made are gradually spiraling downwards into shit. Into complete shit. That's what's being made. And no one has the balls to call a shit painting a shit painting. Gotta call it out. If you see a crap painting, you gotta say, that painting's crap. My two-year-old could paint that. Could paint better than that. Because they have put some soul into it. That painting's crap. I can tell that you spent three hours on the tree, and you spent three minutes on the whole foreground, and you just were like, oh, look, it's a nice, it's a nice strip of color. Just got like, ooh, like a, just a nice strip of color across the bottom. Do you see it? Like, a, ooh, I like how you use the big brush stroke and got lots of paint on it. Oh, that's so exciting. I love paintings that are thick and have lots of paint on them. Oh, that's really exciting. Look, it's a tree. It's a tree. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's great. I, I love trees. Oh, look at the sky. Ooh, and there's stars in the sky. Isn't that lovely? Trees and stars are like two of my favorite things. I love trees and stars. 
Oh, and it's um, it's only seventy five dollars. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy it for seventy five dollars. And then that crap painting gets purchased for seventy five dollars. And the person who buys it feels like they're supporting the arts, which they're not. They're supporting crap. They're they're supporting crap art. And then it gets hung up on their wall. And it takes up space on their wall for 30 years because they spent $75 on it and they probably spent $300 getting the piece framed. And now it's on their wall and it's going to stay there for 30 years. And they're never going to get anything out of it besides what they got out of it the very first time they looked at it because there's nothing else to that painting. There's no heart or soul. There's no deeper thinking. There's no deeper feeling in that painting. It's just a fucking tree. With some colors under it. So it does nothing. It basically is a blank image. It's like putting up it's like putting up a blank canvas, except worse, because if you put up a blank canvas, you could think about, well, what could you put on that canvas? And it would stimulate your brain. And it might induce an emotional reaction. But no, this is just an image of a tree. And so um, what it does to anybody that comes into your house is just like, oh, it's a tree. Oh, look, it's a tree in your house. Tree in your, it's a tree. It's a tree in your house on the wall. Cool. Oh, yeah, it's a tree. Oh, where'd you get that? Oh, well, let me tell you. Um, there's this, I just met this great young artist chap um, selling these paintings at a, a, a gallery. And I just liked it so much. I just really liked the tree, you know? I really liked the tree. And I like that big strip of color at the bottom. I like that thick bit of paint at the bottom. That, uh, that's what I'd like to do. I mean, I can, I'm not an artist. I, I can't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> I can't even draw a stick figure. Really? You can't draw a stick figure? Really? You can't draw a stick figure. Here's a piece of paper. Here's a pen. Draw a fucking stick figure. I think you can do it. Look! You did it! You drew a stick figure. You no longer have that excuse. People say, oh, I'm not an artist. I mean, I can't even draw a stick figure. <laughs> I can't even stick here, but I mean, if I were, I, that's the kind of thing I'd probably like to do. Is like, I like to make like you know, like cool, like thick painting, I like like uh, that texture. And if you're an artist and somebody says something like that to you about your painting, you have to go, oh yeah, yeah, you like that? I can do more like that. I can do more like that. I can make the paint thicker. I can make the paint thicker for you. So that's one kind of art. It's being made right now. And there's plenty of it. There's plenty of it. And if you make a painting like that, well, you can't sell it for $250 because they can go right down the street and they can get another painting of a tree for $75. And there will be an artist that will make a painting and sell it for $75. And they'll just make as many of those paintings as they can. And when they stop being able to sell trees, they'll move on to pugs. And they'll make paintings of pugs. And this does nothing. This is nothing for anybody. Then, the other kind of art that there is, there is another kind of art, because, of course, we have a academia, right? We have people getting degrees in art every day. Hundreds of people. Well, not every day, because I guess that graduation only happens in June. We have people getting their degree, their masters in fine art. Becoming a master of fine art. And that takes them to a whole new land where you don't just paint pictures of trees. Where to even paint, you have to justify that you want to paint. Why, don't, why paint? Start there. Why paint? Why not just take a picture? 
It's a valid question, really. Um, and then if you do make a painting, it doesn't really matter what the painting looks like. Uh, as long as you can talk about it really well and write like 400 words about it that use, and you got to use the words like temporal, uh, space, memory. Memory's a good one. <sighs> memory. Ooh, memory. Yes. Yes, that's good. Memory. Ah, yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's like it's about memory. Hmm. Yeah. And, oh, it's temporal. Temporal space and memory, right? And you gotta gross people out a little bit these days. You know, if you're gonna make it in the art world, you gotta creep people the fuck out. You can't make anything pleasing, okay? Because pleasing art is not art, okay? If it disturbs you, it's art. I literally saw this on a sandwich board outside of this cramped frame shop in the Castro district in San Francisco. It says, if it disturbs you, it's art. Really? Really? So, murdering people? Is that art? Being a fucking serial killer? That disturbs me. Does that make it art? So it's got to be disturbing. Really dark imagery, you know? Uh, let's get some dolls involved. Let's get some dolls involved, some little creepy-ass girls, some weird hair, people shrieking and, like, flying all over the canvas. And you can make these horrible, grotesque paintings. And they can be all just dark colors, muddy browns smeared around all over the place. And you can put them up on the wall as long as they're big enough. they got to be big. Big art, you put it up on a wall in a gallery and you can sell it for $30,000 and somebody will buy it. And they won't buy it because they like it. Because, because liking it's not what it's about in this world, of, in this second world, the other world of art. It's not about if you like it, okay? <laughs> in fact, you shouldn't like it, okay? Because that, that's not art. If you like it, ha, ah, oh, you bought that painting because you like it? Oh, Oh, because it makes you feel good? Oh, oh, how pleasant, how bourgeois of you, how plebeian of you, how, what poor taste you have. I bought this painting because it shocks me and it moves me and it's dark. And because it was $30,000 at the Paul Gagosian Gallery in New York. Okay, I got this at Gagosian. <laughs> yeah, Gagosian. <laughs> That's, if you want to um, have a nice art gallery, just go ahead and change your last name to something like Gagosian. And then just call it Gagosian. Have lots of glass. Gagosian, New York. And start your prices at $15,000, $20,000, $30,000. Start them right up there. And get some hot new people in there. Get some artists in there that are deeply disturbed and depressed. Okay, go down and find yourself a really depressed artist that cuts himself, um, that maybe he's dealing with gender issues. Ooh, if you can, ooh, yes, ooh, gender issues. Ooh, transgender. Ooh, that's so good. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> ooh, oh, it's my choice, transgender artist. Ooh, that's so good. Yes. Ooh, oh, $50,000, $60,000. Ooh, he's transgender. Yeah, I got this. I got this piece of art at the Paul Gagosian Gallery. 
Yeah, it's by Terrence Nightingale. He's a young artist. He's just up and coming. This was only his second... Sh- this was his premiere show at Gagosian. He's a transgender artist. He's multiracial. And this painting is about the temporal relationship between society and gender roles as seen through the metastasized minutiae of the artist's own deeply personal sentimental memories. You like that? Huh? You guys like that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, deeply personal, sentimental minutia. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, give me some of that. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, give me some of that. Mmm. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, so that's the other kind of art out there. And the kind of art I want to make is is somewhere in between. I want to make art that people do appreciate. Matisse said that a great painting is a resting place for the working man. After a hard day's work, he could come home, and he could look at his painting, and he could feel peace. He could feel calm. He could take a deep breath. He could be reminded of who he is. And each time that he looks at a painting, he could get something new from it. The painting would continue to reveal itself because it has layer after layer after layer after layer of the artist's soul placed on that canvas. So that's the kind of art that I want to make. And that's what I'm working on. And it's all about commitment and dedication and applying myself fully to the painting. And not just applying myself to paint the tree, but applying myself to paint the concrete on the road in front of the tree that that you don't even look at, really. But if I put as much time and focus and love into that concrete strip, because without realizing it, that's what makes the tree so beautiful, is everything around it. It all comes together to form a picture. And so what I want to do is bring my attention to every little aspect and corner of the canvas. And in fact, almost to bring more of my attention to the things that you might overlook at first and get those in there and get their color right make the color true to what I see and make each mark clear clearly intention what I'm doing I'm placing that mark right there and that's what that is and I get it right and I get it right and I take my time to get it right and then I make the next mark and work my way through the painting like that and what I want is to provide a visual experience for people to look at a painting and be able to enter the painting and be able to construct space in their own minds from this 
array of visual information. They can take bits and pieces and put it together and create a picture in their own mind. And so when they're looking at the painting, it's just like looking at something in real life, except it's more unexpected and it's more focused. You don't have peripheral vision. You don't have sound. You don't have smells. You're just focused on this one painting right there. And the more you look at it, the more it reveals itself to you. And so the painting can hang on your wall for 30 years, and it can still catch your eye, and it can still be a piece of life on the wall. Well, there you are. A uh, little rant about art. Let me know what you think. Um, am I a, uh, Am I going too far with this? Uh, it's definitely something I, I want to find something I like to talk about. I think there's some valid points there. <laughs> you know, I think that there is a lot of crap art out there, but I don't want to sound too superior and I don't want to pretend like I don't make crap art myself. Um, but I do also, I, I want people to take art more seriously in general. And I think that starts with, well, artists taking it more seriously and uh audience people taking it, people art lovers boy i um i sure could you know put my money where my mouth is and buy some art or trade for some art i have a small collection but uh i do look at paintings by my favorite two artists pretty often so i guess there's that and that was something people would always ask when i was and then a summer art program was, so who are you looking at? And, uh, and I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had time to look at paintings. I was trying too hard to make my own paintings, but nowadays, um, the answer is Van Gogh, Van Gogh and Matisse and Mitchell Johnson, a, uh, a California, California guy making big, beautiful paintings. Check them out. Mitchell Johnson. Yeah. There's, there's some great paintings being made right now. And, uh, anyway, the, the cookies are in batch, next batch is in the oven. Um, another great thing about oatmeal raisin cookies is that you get more cookies from pretty much the same amount of work, definitely the same amount of eggs and flour and butter. And then what happens is you, you throw in all them oats and raisins and it just bulks it up and you end up with probably uh, 25 to 30% more cookies, which, you know, that's significant because, um, people eat these, <laughs> eat these damn things real fast. Um, other drawback though, that kind of balances that out is the oatmeal raisin cookies make you feel like they're sort of wholesome and that you can eat eight of them. Um, whereas the chocolate chippers, you know, once you get to four, you're like, Ooh, I <laughs> should probably stop eating cookies. This has been a solo podcast from Painting Pictures. I hope you like it. Uh, I hope I'm not just, like, pooping these out. You know, I am trying to get regular. <laughs> I don't want to get too regular, if you know what I mean. But, um, you know, keeping it short, <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you guard against, uh, you know, just putting out too much is if you keep it short. So we're going to keep this one short. Thanks for listening. 
If you'd like to support the podcast, go to GabeRobertsArt.com and click on the support link. And there you will find instructions for how to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which is Spanish for iTunes. And that's real helpful. The other thing you can do, there's a donate button there. You can send me some money with which I aim to purchase a uh, 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 omnidirectional microphone. Uh, It's on my wish list. It's going to look like a ball, and it's going to allow for some sweet three- or four-way conversations where everybody sounds like they're on the microphone. Speaking of the microphone, tune in next week for an interview with uh, another member of the Paonia community, Uh, most likely a gentleman by the name of Kai Burt. A uh, musician. Uh, we'll talk about uh, <coughs> talk about the show. We'll talk about comedy and music, how they collide, <coughs> and we'll talk about guitars and uh, not being tall. So that's it for now. If you want to send a piece of snail mail to me, the PO box is one six six eight. That's in Paonia, Colorado, eight one four two eight. My name is Gabriel Roberts. I feel way too slick right now. Like, I'm just turning into this slick magoo. Mr. Slick Magoo, putting out his podcasts. I'm really not that um, confident. You know, just a couple days ago, I felt like I was questioning everything in my entire life. Uh, Just this morning, I had to make a really difficult decision where I spent about 25 minutes trying to decide whether or not to go on a day trip. That's right. It took me 25 minutes. I actually tuned into my body's wisdom. I tried to do the whole stand, ask your body the question, close your eyes and see if your body goes forward or backwards. And it was um it was actually quite conclusive and I kind of wanted to go on the trip even though I kind of knew that it wasn't quite right for me. Uh, I really wanted to go, and so I kept asking my body over and over again, like, well, you probably you know, <laughs> probably were just confused. Um, let's try that again. Body, do you want to go? And, and it, would, it would go no. And then, I would, and then I would ask the reverse, like, well, do you want to stay here in, you know, in Paonia today? Anyway, it was pretty right on. It was pretty um, consistent. So I made that decision. I think it, I think it was a good one. It probably would have been totally great. Uh, You know, it's one of those typical decisions whereby it doesn't really matter. (laughs) As long as you do, you know, uh, embrace whichever decision you make, which I tried to do. I almost, I said I I was going to go, and then I said I wasn't going to go. And then I almost... (laughs) I was like, wait, 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 I want to go. But I didn't. There's the cookies. I better get them. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're great. Uh, Have a wonderful day, evening. Um, Get your probiotics. Until soon. Bye.